Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. What's going on, Sebastian? We're not traveling the world this weekend. Got a little off weekend. Yeah, I'm. I'm. If I sound like absolute, like not great, it's because I'm not feeling great. Just so you know, just kind of putting it out there. Putting it out I know, there. I know it's, you're not really supposed to do that. It's like, um, <clears throat> it's like when you ever watch a cooking show and they tell you, like, don't tell us the mistakes you did because then we wouldn't have known. Kind of the same idea here. Um, but I, I'm feeling back to curtain a little bit, just just owning the fact that I don't feel great. Um, but you know what? It's Friday. I'm here. I'm pumped up. This uh, this is an exciting thing that helps me get some energy. Uh, so here we are. Here we are. Yep, Friday. So diamond season, man, came to a close this week, last week. It did. Week, yeah, so we had our, yeah, so we had our last two games. Uh, we played up at Keenstone on Friday, and then we we hosted Steel United for our last home game. Um, I will say again, and I mentioned this to the players at the end of our, our Sunday's game, Obviously, not the results we were looking for throughout the season or even the last two games. But I think the the way we've played, I think the way the players have developed individually and as a team, I think it shows ultimately the 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 purpose of the program, which is to offer another opportunity for players to get minutes, time on the ball, still find a way to develop. And I think the part that's that's even the most important is the players have fun and enjoy it. And I think that that sometimes gets missed within um within the college season you know obviously college soccer is a very rewarding experience you played college soccer i didn't get a chance to do that but you did and for as rewarding as it can be <clears throat> it can also be a very tough and difficult couple of months obviously the schedules are difficult pressure from a playing perspective getting minutes not getting minutes you know results all, all those things can be hard on players and sometimes make it feel like a job and and less than than what a game, which is what it is, right? It's ultimately a game. So I think the, I think what we've been able to do over the last two years has been able to provide that for players, and and I think and I think for the most part, I think players have appreciated that, and I think they found they found that part of it. I don't know if you think the same thing or not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the things I think that our players definitely got. I mean, we got to play against, like you know, we had players from all three divisions. Mm-hmm. We played against teams with players from all three divisions. I think some of the teams may have had players that were primarily D2, D1, just based on the area that they live in. You know, Delaware only having, what, four schools that you can potentially play college soccer at were very limited. Goldie, Wilmington, UD, DSU. Yep. Right? So, you know, a lot of our players have to go out and explore. A lot of those players, I think, were probably kind of local and played at local schools that maybe play at a higher level. But I think our players were able to, you know, like you said, if you weren't getting minutes and you got minutes here, you got minutes and you maybe played against players that may be better than players that are even in your team. You know, I, at times, you know, you may be a D2, D3 outside back and you're playing against a player that is a D1 winger. So, you know, even though that's not ideal, you still got challenged in the repetitions you got you know, when you go back into preseason, you know, the, the comp your talent level may be less, but you played at a higher level this summer and got to compete day in and day out um, with some of those players. So I think that's something you come out of it with. I mean, the competition aspect is like, you know, college soccer is all competition, right? You're competing for spots on the field. 
you're competing in your conference, you're looking to go to NCAA. So I think that that's what you have to take away from it. And then also fitness on the ball, right? Like nothing better than playing eight games, eight 90 minute games over the summer, instead of running two miles by yourself with your headphones, yeah. going out to the field by yourself, juggling and shooting. Like you can only get so much out of that, like, but you got eight quality games throughout the season to, you know, better yourself for the, for the fall. Yeah. And I think, um, I think it, it even goes to the point of um, the players that are coming in have different experiences and they're able to impact the, the players around them differently. Right. Like I think one of the standouts in, in, in the season is going to be Maddie Mack. Um, you know, she played every minute of every game. And for her, She's not she's not in college yet. She's going into college. She's going into her fall season of college, for example. So for her to to have that that summer of where she's already played around college players, I think it's important. I think those those are some really good a, a really good positive. And you know, this is one example for example. But um I think going forward, you know, we were competitive in the majority of our games. I think three out of the games, three out of the, the eight games we weren't, but the other five. I think we were competitive. We showed that we could we could show some things. Um, I think there's a, some missing pieces for sure that we. I think if you had combined some of the pieces we had last year with some of the pieces we had this year, I think we would have had a much better team. I think this year we were still had a better team on the field than we had last year. Um, I think we had we had more experience on the field, which is which helps. So, you know, looking forward to next season. I think it's also from a personal perspective. You know, I and I told the players this as well. This is a good coaching uh, growth opportunity as well. You know, we we grow as coaches when we do these things. Um, you and I don't get paid to do this. We we do this because we genuinely want to, and we we find the value in it not only for the players but for ourselves. Um, so it's a good challenge to have. I felt like I took a different different approach, or maybe a different um, a different role on the team. Even though, again, like we can, you know, you and I don't necessarily need to have the head coach, assistant coach kind of role, you know, titles to for us to coach a team. Um, but I definitely took a little bit more of a of a behind the scenes perspective on on some of the day to day stuff or not day to day stuff, the more of the game game day stuff. Um, you know, I focus more on the admin stuff and making sure that things were organized from that standpoint. So it was different for me. It was different to kind of be hands off and to look at it and watch things dif- differently. So it's a good learning experience. Definitely, you know, those moments where you, where you as a coach kind of question your abilities at times, or you question your your thought process and things, and you try to you know look back on the games and what could I have done differently. Definitely a lot of those moments, which is which is which are good to have. They're good growth opportunities. So for me personally, that's that's what I got out of it as well. Yeah. I mean, definitely like growth opportunities. I mean, it's good to work. It's always good to work with older players because they understand more. Um, like, you know, like for example, yesterday we were doing a passing pattern and for the diamonds players, I could put it out there, explain it. And for the 20 minutes we ran the pattern, they, they flew with it by themselves and I could work with the high school girls. Right. So there's always a difference when you're playing with older players, more experienced players that you can kind of just give them the lay of the land and then fine tune certain points and, and work on those certain things that you wanted to work on. Um, you know, working with the backs, it was good. It was fun, you know, just, you know, reteaching some of the, the simple back four things, you know, 
step up, get your line together. Don't play an outside trap like those things, squeeze all those things. And it helps fine tune when we go back to, you know, coaching our youth players, we know what we're looking for and it's, it helps us. You're working with older players to help the younger players because they always don't do it right away. It doesn't happen so quickly for them, right? Like it may take a year to teach them how to squeeze and inside and cover for other players. Now the older game, it's like, boom, it's instantaneous. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so we have uh, we have actually our diamonds camp coming up next week. So I'm gonna be out there with a few of the diamonds players. Uh, we'll be we'll be out there at Middletown Village from nine to twelve. Looking uh, for daycare. Sign up <laughs> for the diamonds camp. Nine to twelve. <clears throat> Middletown yeah. Village. Middletown Village. That's right. Um, and then rec registration is open. Yeah, want to get your kids out the house. One night a week for practice and running around on the weekends. Sign up for rec registration. Sign up for the fall rec program. No, rec registration is open. Um, I know we had some uh we had to reopen our uniform store for the new year. So we just got that uploaded as well. So rec registration is open. It closes literally in 30 days, 31 days, 30 to 31 days, depending on how you look at things. Depending on what um, time you're in. Depending on what time zone you're in. Yeah, depending on what time zone you're in. I mean. I know July has 31 and August has 31. So I don't know how, how many days there are in between, but let's go with 30 to 31 days. Um, and then, yeah, the season kicks off after Labor Day and we're going to get rolling. Um, you know, great facilities at Odessa. Um, the Bermuda grass is great. And I think the setup is just better. It's just more space. I think it's over like we're kind of cramped in, but more space to play, more space to travel. But yeah. Looking forward to another great recreational season. Um, so make sure you sign up and in discovery as well. So you know, we have programs from U3 to U18, U19, you know, just depending on the interest. So if you're interested, make sure you go to DelawareUnion.com. Check out that recreational tab. We have fall, fall rec, fall discovery, boys and girls. So tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, if you work at a school, put it in that school newsletter. Blast it, and let's make it the best season so far. Looking looking to get over 500 registrants in that recreational program. Let's do it. Perfect. Um, Even 4,000, but that's a long-term goal. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Okay. That's good. Um, all right. Uh, women's national team for the U.S. So competing in the CONCACAF Women's Championship um, semifinals were last night. Uh, so the U.S. had to play Costa Rica. Canada had to play Jamaica. And, you know, we didn't get to talk about the the U.S.-Mexico game, but U.S. played Mexico last Monday. And la- last, like, late, late goal by the U.S. US right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, Christy Mewis. Um, in the 89th minute, again, in a, in, a, in a game where Mexico had been the worst, you know, the weakest of the teams in that group, but still took the United States a long time to score. Um, kind of the same thing with Costa Rica, you know, got off, you know, Emily Sonnet scores her first international goal, minute 34, and then Mallory Pugh right before the first half ends. And then Ashley Sanchez in the 95th minute, you know, and I, I watched part of the game and I watched the highlights of the, of, of the rest of it. And same thing with the highlights of Canada and Jamaica. So Canada beat Jamaica three, nothing. Ultimately it'll be a, it'll be a really, really contested final. Um, I, I don't know if, I mean, the U.S. In, in, in theory is a favorite. I don't know that the U.S. has an easy game, though, for sure. Like, it's 
one hundred percent the 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 level of play by all these countries have has gotten a lot better. Um, again, Costa Rica was not a strong opponent from an attacking perspective, but defensively, they did a really good job. I think Canada, honestly, Canada was lucky to only win three nothing. Um, Canada, I mean, if it wasn't for the Jamaican goalkeeper, it would have it would have been a lot more. Um, it, it would have been a lot more. So big shout out there to Rebecca Spencer from Jamaica. Um, but, you know, I think, <clears throat> as I mentioned before, I think going into the World Cup of 2023, the the playing field is is definitely more even than it's been in the past. Not a cakewalk anymore for the U.S. It's a different new. It's a different U.S. team. A lot of new players. A lot of changes in between each game. Not not you know the the back line's not solidified. The midfield still not solidified. The attacking through are not so like. There's still a lot of changes going on from game to game. Um, I, mean, so I think that see what happens. So you, you got to look at the past couple of years with what what's the U.S. loss, right? And they lost that core. They like who's their star, right? You could say. Alex Borg is the star. Is she really the star, though? No, she's not Carly Lloyd. She's not Abby Blombeck. She's not Mia. Like, you know, like they had those like solidified. This is our best player. Everybody knows this is our best player. They're going to carry us. And I don't know that they right now have (coughs) that player on their team. They've got players that have been there that have played in the big games. But you can't you really can't say they have that one player that's like, hey, in times where it's zero zero, this player is going to help us break through. Like this player is going to come in and score the goal. And I think that's what, like, they're kind of trying to find that identity of like who that player is going to be. And, and there's been a lot of rotation, right? Like of players, because I don't think any players have seized that opportunity. I think the closest thing you have right now is Roosevelt. Right. But even Roosevelt. And maybe. Always maybe- guaranteed. Is it all, I was going to say, yeah, Rose LaBelle, <clears throat> but she's always not even guaranteed her own spot. No, for sure. And I think maybe Becky Sauerbrunn. I think right. those two those two have been consistent. Um, again, they haven't played every game. They haven't played every minute. Goalkeeping spot is is still up in the air between Alyssa Nair um, and, um, and Casey Murphy. Mm-hmm. Those, those two spots are still up in the air. Um, so, again, you're playing a Canada team that the does have a a solidified um three or four players that you know that that are that are gonna play right um obviously you have christine sinclair uh you have jesse fleming like those players are gonna are gonna be there right they're, they're gonna be there so it'll def- i'm excited for that game so that game will be on monday monday night 10 p.m so the late one which is nice because that means we're home from practice. We're good to go. Um, I mean, I know for a fact I'm not watching the game because I'm going to be asleep. No, well, I can't uh, stay Costa, up past ten. O- I can't stay up past ten o'clock. Costa Rica and Jamaica play in the third and fourth place game, uh, which it, it, again has a lot of important ramifications because of World Cup and uh, Olympic qualifying purposes as well. So, um, moving on to the w- women's Euros, again another another. So we're we're starting we're starting this week or between today, today tomorrow and Monday we have the the last the last of the group stage games. Um, so far only three teams have won all have won both games. Out of out of thirty two, oh, sorry not thirty two, out of sixteen teams, 
out of 16, only three teams have won all two games or both games. So it's been France, um, which not, you know, not they they beat Italy 5-1 and then they beat Belgium 2-1. Um, it's been so France, um, Germany, who uh, beat Denmark 4-0 and Spain 2-0 and then England, who was commanding. I mean, good, good, good result. one uh, nothing against Austria and then an absolute like world-class performance eight nothing against norway uh six goals in the first half so it's been it was a it was a very very good game against norway but but you look at norway and norway also tied a game so like norway's not out of it even though they lost the first game ain't nothing so you still have the ability to kind of go back and forth on certain things um so yeah that's kind of where we are uh so Coming up in those games, uh, uh, France obviously locked their spot into the next round. Uh, Netherlands and Sweden almost locked in. They they each have a game left. Um, and then, they, again, as long as they don't lose, they're, they're in. Germany is in. Spain and Denmark are kind of fighting in for that, for that second spot. And then um, it's a fight between Austria and Norway for Group A. So, so far, very competitive games there. Uh, all right, Copa America in Argentina, Women's Copa America. So that started last week as well. Uh, Brazil beat Argentina for nothing, which again, Argentina hasn't beaten Brazil since like 2015 or 2014. Um, it's a very difficult game. Brazil's obviously the front runner, uh, but Argentina beat Peru for nothing. Um, you know, so now things kind of get even down a little bit more. There's, there's some more games to be played. Um, <clears throat> Here's the one disappointing part about this Copa America that's happening in Colombia. There's not a whole lot of, you know how when you when you watch videos of either the World Cup or the Euros or something like that, they have all these like um, things going around in the city, wherever it's hosted, like there's signs and there's this, this, and then there's that. There's a lot of like marketing stuff going on. Right. Very little in Colombia right now. You wouldn't even know that that stuff is happening. So that's the disappointing part. That's that's the one thing you hope that increases with the popularity of the sport on the women's side um, in South America. You hope that the the marketing aspect of how much Comable puts into it, it, it it's important. They they need to do it. They I 100% need to do it. So, all right. Big topic of the week. Did you do your homework? Is the question. Thirty six teams. Three teams from England, Germany, France, Spain. Oh, that's right. We were picking three. Yeah, that's right. Oops. Well, I only picked one, but um I mean <laughs> so I did let's, let's go with one and see what we come up. Let's start with just our top. Yeah, we also don't have a judge, so it'll just be me and you kind of figuring this out. Um, all right. All right. We'll leave it up to a vote. People can vote on it. People can vote on our Instagram page. What country are we going with first? Um all right, let's go through the countries first and then we can kind of go through that. So you want to go through the countries, the list of countries first? Yeah, we'll go through the list of countries. So we have <clears throat> from across the pond, England, yep, Germany, France, Spain, Italy, Portugal, Netherlands, Turkey. And we move over to this side of the pond. You have Mexico. Argentina, 
U.S. and Brazil. Yep. I added another wrinkle to it. The U.S. I also picked an NWSL team. Okay. No, just just for just for that. Um. All right. So where do we want to start? <clears throat> start with England. Start with England. Perfect. All right. Um. What what is your pick? Is it Crystal Palace? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Leeds. And and here's my argument for it. So that, that would that was <clears throat> that was my third choice. It, it was Crystal Man City Leeds. Yeah. So here's here's where my argument comes in for Leeds. Um I think having watched the Leeds documentary that about Bielsa in those two years that he was there, um I I think the fans, right? Like it might not be the biggest club in England, but the support most American club in England, but the support that Leeds has, and it doesn't seem like, <clears throat> excuse me, it doesn't seem like Leeds has that like rivalry where people hate like, oh, you're a Leeds fan, ugh, like ter- like everyone hates on like who Arsenal fans, right? Like, but that's like that's from the outside, right? Like that's that's living over here. No, I get it. Away. I get it, but like, but even so, right? Like, what? Who's who's hating on Leeds fans? If you roll into, uh, I don't know, man, you roll into the wrong pub in Leeds with a different jersey on, you might, you might. But but again, again, I think I think, and this is my again my my point towards the daddy of Leeds. We might not be the biggest podcast, but I do genuinely think that the people that do listen to this podcast are 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 true fans. Like they they enjoy the podcast. So, and no one's hating on our podcast. Nothing to hate on. So, like, that's, I think that represents us a little bit. What, what's oh, your, man. what's your I argument mean, for Crystal Leeds Palace? is pretty, so, I mean, Leeds is kind of close to, like, Burnley. Might catch some, might catch some wreck from Burnley. And then it's outside of. First division to, to argue with me there. Huh? You gotta get to the, you gotta get to the Premier League to argue. Burnley's in the Premier League. Mm. They're back up. I believe. No, sir, they're not. They didn't go back up? No, sir. Brentford did. Yeah. Oh, well, company's their manager now. <laughs> so, He's coming in and fighting. So, all right, what's your argument for Crystal Palace, though? They mean Crystal Palace, man. They're the best team in the Premier League. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> well, hopefully they don't sell Zaha, but... He's rumored to go to Roma, but nah, man, Crystal Palace, dude. I just like how they're gritty and grind. They grind it out. Like it's it's good to watch them. Sometimes they have bad matches, but like for example, when they played Manchester City last year and they just grinded it out for 90 minutes, like they just battled for 90 minutes. They knew they couldn't beat them straight up. They did everything they could in their power to just grind it out. And they grind it out against every team that they can to get results. Like they're like that 10th, 11th place. Sometimes they're up to seventh place. Sometimes they kind of drop down, but they always finish middle of the pack because they just grind and they battle. That's fair. No, I, I, I yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, is this where we're going to have the biggest argument? And Man City, though, you know why I'm picking Man City. Yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, but my boy Pep. Yeah, that's fine. But I think, I think, I think most big clubs are not going to necessarily be for us. We need to be somewhere in the middle of the pack, like maybe trying to make you know the Europa League. With a good year, make the 
make the Champions League. I mean, it's hard to say that the Man City is not the most appealing team right now to say. Yeah, 100%. And it's a team that we will talk about a lot considering um, we have, um, we, you know, Erlen Holland is going to be there. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's, let's go. Um, I'll, I'll concede. I'll give you Crystal Palace. We can go Crystal. I said we go both, right? Because we're going to want to check in on our Americans yeah. it's gonna be right before the World Cup. It's true. So, because Chris Richards is rumored to uh, be making a move. Yeah. So I said we stick with both. And because, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about Brendan Arrington. We are. And we're going to talk about Americans getting playing time going before the World Cup. So I think that is just fitting. <clears throat> we talk about both. All right, let's do it. So Crystal Palace and Leeds, both the the soccer podcast, Premier League teams. All right, we're moving on to the next. Um, I'll pick. Uh, let's go to the Netherlands. Netherlands. Let's go to the Eredivisie. Um, I picked AZ for this. Because of Josie Aldador? Uh, not because Josie Aldador. Definitely not because of Josie Aldador. Um, no, I picked AZ because... <clears throat> I think Ajax and PSV get the most popularity out of it, but I think AZ has uh, has produced a lot of good players in the past. You know, I think it's a it's a good it's a good academy system. I think, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why AZ. Just AZ has always been the. It's hard not to go against Ajax, man. Um, I mean, yeah, but I think that's also the reason why we should. But I mean, last year. They're phenomenal in the Champions League for the first what round? Yeah, they, they went undefeated last year, right? In the first round or in the group stage. Yes. So I mean, they didn't do so hot, but I think that you know them keeping some players that were rumored to get sold to come back. I mean, they're just they're always an appealing team because even though they're the best team in the Netherlands, when it comes to the rest of Europe, they're an underdog. Right? Like they. They don't have that star player. They sell off their players. So go with Ajax. You know with Ajax. Ajax. I feel like that's such an obvious answer, though. But, I mean, it's a small country. It is a small country. It would be different if I said Germany, Bayern Munich. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like you got to go with Ajax. Hmm. Even though Musa Dembele came out of Musa Dembele, Sergio Romero played at played at AZ. Josie Altador played at AZ. Aaron Johnson. Sorry, Aaron no, Johansson. <laughs> Not Johnson. You tried to make him American, Aaron, didn't you? Uh, Johansson. You really tried to make him American. <laughs> uh, Aaron Johansson. Aaron Johansson. No, no, nothing. All right. I mean, I mean that's fine. I, I guess Luis we can. Suarez played at IX. Luis Suarez did play at play, did play at IX. That's very true. All right. I mean that's fine. We'll, we'll go with IX. Well, it doesn't matter, man. We can go with IX. That's fine. That's fine. You write these right. down. <clears throat> Where are we going? Uh, am I writing these down? Uh, sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This... <laughs> you didn't share the notes with me again, so. Yeah, I did. Uh, nope. I 100% did. Mm. Oh, my God. I thought I did. Goodness gracious. 
been it like a month straight, Sebastian. I know. I, and I write it every, I do it every morning and I just, uh, okay. Uh, I just shared I can find an old, old notes just to find the podcast. Look around here. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. What country are we going into next week? Let's, let's come back home to the U S. Okay. All right. So we're going to the United States with the MLS. Let's go MLS first. And we'll go on WSL after. I mean, I think this one's this one's pretty easy. I think this one has to be the Philadelphia Union, right? Absolutely. The yeah. second best team in the MLS, just by the base that they've drawn a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's easy because I'm mean, actually yeah. third best team in the MLS. Off of draws. <laughs> it's based off of them drawing a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, they've drawn they like 10 games and like in the West Coast, they don't draw any. Wait a minute. Is this correct? Um, no, they've only had two. Oh, sorry. No, they have nine draws. Holy no, they, I was going to say, dude, they have like yeah, nine or ten draws. So they're, they're the third. They're the third best team right now. They have 36 points. Um, Austin FC with 40, which what a turnaround by Austin and LAFC. Um, Austin yeah. FC, man, they got Diego Fagundes. And uh, and Sebastian Druzzi. They got Diego Fagundes, man. All right. I mean, I'm just saying, like, kid hit a Rabona over a goalkeeper in the ODP tournament back in the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, when you hit a Rabona from outside the 18 and chipped the keeper. That wasn't a short keeper. Yeah. You're, you're a beast. I mean, I'm just saying right now, he's, Drusy's also got, got some good stuff going on. But yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, Philadelphia Union, are we, we in agreement there? Well, I know we're not picking DC United. <laughs> Why not? Um, <clears throat> we might have some contention here, though. What do you think about uh, the NWSL? NWSL. I'm going to make my pick for the Washington Spirit. Because of the hometown team? Yeah, you know, they are the hometown team. Um They've had some. They've had some tough times lately because of some of the things that happened. But I think they'll be able to kind of, kind of bring it back up. Um, it's a good squad. Kelly O'Hara, I'm on it. Um, you know, there's Andy Sullivan plays there. Like, you got a good Ashley Sanchez, Trinity Rodman's there, Ashley Hatch. There's the whole there's US national team is there. Yeah, I mean, you kind of do, right? Like, it's it's good stuff. Aubrey Bledsoe is a really good goalkeeper. Um, yeah, that, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Washington Spirit. What do you I'm think? Washington Spirit. What do you think? I mean, I kind of like the Portland Thorns. I kind of like these Portland teams. I don't know why. Like, I just think their fan base is phenomenal out there. Also, probably that's the only thing to do out there is go to a soccer game. <laughs> Um, I do like the Portland teams. I think they're always like solid, always competitive. Yep. I also like Gotham FC. I like their I like those color like their colors they have are different. Yeah. But they're not the best. Here's the one thing I, I I'll go with with the only reason why um I would go with um Portland, because uh, they have Olivia Moultrie. Olivia Moultrie. Sixteen year old stuff. Oh uh, yeah, the sixteen year old this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could argue Gotham FC is closer because they play at Subaru Park sometimes. Okay. <laughs> They're the hometown team. 
to the New York slash New Jersey Gotham FC? New York slash New Jersey slash PA Gotham FC. <laughs> um. All right. What are we? What are we going with here? We go in Portland just to kind of throw it out of the equation and just go the other way. I mean, well, we're all, we're Trinity Rodman fans over here. I don't want Dennis to get upset and come. That's why. That's why I think, right? Like, we don't want to. We don't want to upset Dennis Rodman. No, no, no. That's why I think Washington Spirit's the way to go. Yeah. All right. Perfect. <clears throat> For Dennis. For Dennis. We don't need him uh, bringing into Sebastian's basement. Like, what do you mean? No, no, no. Um. All right. What? Where are we going next? Uh. Well, we know who we're picking for Spain, right? I think we're unanimous on that one. I have a, I have a, I, I, yes, yes, and no. I think I have a, I have a second contender. Well, we know the first one's Barcelona. Who's the second contender? Who do you think it would be? The second. Who do you think the second contender would be? The second most talked about team on this podcast in 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 Spain. Madrid. No, we don't really talk about Real Madrid a whole lot. Got to think the brand. Uh, I know you're talking about Atletico. No, they're not New Balance. No, no, no. close. It's, they are red. The team has red in it. I can see it. What is it? Bill Bow, man. Athletic. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, what you would call it? Uh, Inyaki Williams. Inyaki Williams. <clears throat> and here's the reason why I bring up uh, Athletic Bilbao. We've talked about their history. We talked about the reason they don't. They don't have non-Vasque players on the roster. I I just think it's really cool that they they find success with the players that are from that area. Yeah. So again, Barcelona obviously number one, but a good close second. I think it's it's Bilbao. I mean we're gonna talk about Bilbao when they play Barcelona because Inaki Williams is gonna score. It's gonna be a very <laughs> and then the other very close brother, game. His brother is gonna score too. What's his name? Um it's uh Inyaki Williams and Nico Williams. That's right. Inyaki and Nico. Um all right, so we got <clears throat> we have those two. It's good. Let's go to Italy. Let's go to the Serie A. I mean, it's hard to say we're not gonna talk about Roma. Because of because of Mo? No, nah, I I just like Roma in general, man. I, I've always like I usually like Roma. I mean, I think it was easy to like him when Toddy was there. I mean, Michael Bradley played there. I think that was part of the reason why I started watching. It. It's like, oh uh, yeah, like see what Michael Bradley's doing. Um, just a really solid overall club. I mean, now that Mourinho's there, they've kind of risen back up to that stardom they had when Toddy was there. Like they're back in that like top of the world, not top of the world, but they're one of those like more talked about clubs. But yeah, I like Roma. You know, you got another American there, Brian Reynolds. I am. I'm going to make an argument for Fiorentina, and and only because I have a soft spot for Fiorentina because <clears throat> when I was coaching in um in Knoxville, um the club in Knoxville that I that I was coaching in, uh, we used to put team names like whatever you were coaching the 2004 team. It was whatever, and and it was a the team of a of a club. So I had a, at the time I had a U12 girls third team um, and we had to come up with a name because it was a brand new team that I established and we came up with Fiorentina. Um, we came up with Fiorentina. Um, 
and I really liked it. So I don't know why. So interesting when I type in Italy. Do you know who's who's on his way to Italy to play in the second division? Used to no. play for Barcelona. Used to play for Arsenal. Used to play for Barcelona and Arsenal. Hmm. Midfielder. False nine midfielder. No, no, no. Oh, oh, wait. No, no. Ozil played for Real Madrid. No, I don't know. Fabregas. Cess? Yeah. He's on his way Mon- to Como. He left Monaco? On his way to Como. Oh, interesting. All right. <clears throat> I mean, the Italian league, man, like, I think we'll talk about it a lot because we have, uh, let's say, Jack DeVernes or whatever just moved to Italy from Philadelphia Union. Mm-hmm. We got the hometown kid, Anthony Fontana, who didn't resign with the Union that went to Italy. Anthony DiRienzo's cousin. Yep. And then, like, it's amazing that Gianluigi Buffon is still hanging, even though he's in Parma. At Parma. Serie B, right? Yeah. Maybe that's our team. Maybe Parma should be our team. No, we're not going to just talk about this old goalkeeper. (laughs) Because if he's giving up goals, we don't want to talk about him. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I like like Fiorentina. I'm a big fan of Fiorentina. Yep. Uh, we We could pick a couple teams out of there. All right, so we're going Fiorentina and what about Venezia and Roma. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> uh, where are we going next? Well, let me cross off. We went to England. We went to Spain. Yep. United States, yep. Netherlands, Italy, right? Yep. We go to France. Go to France. PSG. Too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I had a different one. I went with Nat- Nantes. We're going with PSG. We're going right. to talk about their failure to score goals. <laughs> Fine. Fair enough. Actually, going back to Italy, dude, it's going to be hard not to talk about Venezia going into the World Cup because they also have four American players. Yeah. You got Tanner Tessman, who got a call up with the U.S. You got this guy, Patrick Leal. Um who was not got capped by the U.S. He's only 19. He's from Massachusetts. Um, he has a twin brother that plays, too. But that's a second division. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Then you got Gianlu- Gianluca Busio, who's got some call-ups. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, I think he would. he's going to be a good fit for the national team if, you know, you have to replace Tyler Adams or Weston McKinney. At any point, that's a good player to bring in. Yeah, and then you got the guy from the union, Jack DeVries. DeVries. Yeah. So I mean, I, I uh, might have to throw them in there. Okay. All right, All right. but PSG, so, you got to talk about them because if they're not scoring goals and winning Champions Leagues, why are you buying all these? Like, why are you buying the three of the highest valued, biggest name players? And you're sponsored by Goat, where I buy a lot of my shoes from. And Jordan. It's just a lot to talk about PSG. Yeah. All right. Uh, Portugal. Portugal. Benfica. Yep. I had the same one. Perfect. At least we love Benfica. Love Benfica. Good. At least we they, A couple of years ago, they won the league. They had the guy with the, uh, then they had the guy with the scooter in the locker room. Now I got to find that video. I don't remember that. Okay. I don't remember that. I got to find that video. Uh, let's go to Germany. 
the Bundesliga. Uh, I went dormant. I did, I did too. Perfect. Did you go there because of Reina? Uh, there and also because of the fans in general, I feel like. And then they've um they've got a they got a, brought in a lot of players for um Erling Haaland. Like yeah. in terms of just like the money they brought in. So yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do. They're always competitive. They are. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> all right, so that that one's easy. Uh Turkey. Let's go to Turkey. We haven't done that one yet. Okay, we're gonna go with Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Gotta go Galatasaray. All right, perfect. Good. We're good there. Um, all right, perfect. I'll watch this video later. It's madness. Um, gotta make sure that I don't have sound going on. There we go. Um no, you gotta have the sound on. Well, I'm not watching it now. Um, all right, Galatasaray, we're good on Turkey. Perfect. Right, so we just went to Turkey, we just went to Germany, we just went to France. Argentina, we already know who you're picking. It, um, it has to be Boca Juniors. Yeah, I didn't I didn't didn't even argue with that one. Perfect. What about Brazil? Brazil. So my question is, because we got a lot of people moving back to Brazil. Yes. We have a lot of international players moving back. This one's hard for me. I don't want to choose. I don't I don't want to choose any of them. Well, yeah, you can't choose anyone. You might you might lose your Argentinian card. Yeah. I mean, I think the easiest one to go with is Monero. Atletico Mineiro? Yeah. Why? Because they're the best team. No, they're not. Who's better than Atletico Mineiro? Palmeiras? Flamengo? Palmeiras. Yeah. They won the Copa Libertadores back-to-back years. Is that is that better than winning the Premier League in Brazil? Yeah. Oh. Actually, the biggest, the biggest trophy in Brazil is the... Um, the Brazil Cup. Brazil Cup. Yeah, it's the, the the equivalent to the like the the FA Cup. Ten, mi- Ten million dollars in prizes for the winner. So you want to go with Palmeiras? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I'm just saying who the best team is. You're not going to go with anybody. Maybe- I I pick Santos. Santos. Only because of the history of Pelé, Neymar. And you got Flamengo that's got some ballers on it too. Yep. I mean, Corinthians yeah. is uh, just, you know, they have William. I mean, Paul, or what did I say? Flamengo, they've got Felipe Luis. Yep. You got Arturo Vidal. Yeah, he just, he just uh, signed. David Luis Pedro. He just signed this week. Uh, they their forward is really good. Uh, the rest kind of tell from uh, from Uruguay, Uruguay. Yep, they have uh Gabriel Barbosa, Gabigol, he's good. There's a lot of players, I mean, there's a lot of players sprinkled around the Brazilian league. Yeah, a lot of they got a lot of money. Um, <clears throat> so I'm my votes for Santos. Just because of a let me see. Let me see what we got on the roster over here. Man. Let's let's see. We want to talk of, about some players. Um, they, they have, have Vinicius. They have three of them. They have two Vinicius. Yeah, they got Zanacolo and Valero. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what's whatever you want to do in this? 
I'm good with either of them. I'm good with um, who did I just say? Uh, did I say Corinth or no? It was uh, Palmeiras. Okay, Palmeiras. Well, Palmeiras. You know, I like Hulk, man. He's with Monero. He is. Monero has also has an Argentinian coach, so I'm good with that too. <laughs> <laughs> and they do have Eduardo Vargas, who I do like as Wait, well. Where's the team that? Hold on, where's the team I just had that had David from David Luis? Oh, that's uh, that's Flamingo. Flamingo, that's who I want. You want Flamingo? Flamingo. Okay. And Arturo. It's a lot of hustle. There's a lot of hustle on that team. And Pedro. There's a lot. I mean, these actually these guys are getting old. Never mind. There might not be too much hustle left in them. No, not a whole lot. I don't know how many like sixty yard runs Arturo Vidal can still no. make in no. slide tackle. No. Um, it was actually while we're on Brazil, whatever happened to Robinho? Remember Robinho? Yeah, we 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 had a whole conversation about it and we t- kind of took it out of the podcast. Uh, whatever happened to him? Yeah, he was trying to come back and he was supposed to come back and then oh, he got to jail or something. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Who knows? Um, <clears throat> all right, uh, perfect. All right, we have our 12 teams or more than 12 at this point, but we have our 12 countries that we at least know who we're looking at for each country. No, we're um, missing one. Who are we missing? South of the border. Oh, Mexico. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Liga Mekis. My bad. Yeah. Club America. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. You got to go with the team. <clears throat> I, I got the same line. It translates to the team in Spanish. <laughs> um. All right. Perfect. Club America. Is... I'm going to go with Club America because they played in at Subaru Park and it was lit. It was. It was. We also met, you know, one of their one of their players or one of their one uh, of their coaches. One of their coaches, yeah. So actually who does the union play? They played somebody from Liga and Equis this year in September. Uh Leon, I think. It's Leon. I think so. Tigres? No, Leon, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Might have been Leon. September. Pachuca? No, I am is it? Yeah, I think it is Pachuca. It is Pachuca. There you go. So September twenty fifth at two o'clock. Don't schedule right. me for any games that day. Okay. All right. Uh, perfect. We have our teams. We're good to go. It's great. All right. We're moving on. To player of the match. Player of the match. <clears throat> easy, easy, easy for me. Who is it? Julian Carranza. <laughs> Too easy. I told you this guy was going to be good when they picked him up. Well, now they solidified the deal. Yeah, they bought him. He's on loan, and they probably, after he scored the bicycle kick, were on the phone with Enter Miami like, this guy ain't coming back. Yeah. Whatever we got to pay, we'll pay. Yeah. No, he's good. You know who ain't scoring goals? <laughs> he scored one the other day. No, I said, you know who isn't scoring goals? He scored one the other day. Who? Corey Burke. What, in a 7 nothing win? No, he scored one against um, uh, Enter Miami. Dude, let me tell you this. This is from my perspective. <laughs> he, did, he did, though. This is from my perspective <clears throat> sitting in section 121. You just, you just, OJ. Here's my perspective. Because when ball. they started, when it was five nothing at halftime, I got excited because I knew that Paxton and Jack and Quinn Sullivan were going to get a lot of minutes in the second half, especially coming off of all of them balling. With the national team. Yeah. So I was excited because they were like, oh, let's go. And I was like, no, we're not leaving. Like, 
I was like, even though the game's a blowout, ordinarily I wouldn't leave us. I want to see these guys play. Those three guys get on, and you come on at the same time as them. You got to kind of look at yourself and say, man, I got to play better and start scoring goals. Corey Berg scored a goal against Philadelphia, against Inter on Inter Miami. On he one. probably scored a goal against Philadelphia in an inter squad scrimmage. Philadelphia, he, too. He scored against Inter Miami in the 66 minute game winner. All right. And Chris Donovan is going to get more minutes of them in about five minutes, about five, <laughs> five weeks. I'm just saying that you give, you give, you give, you're on this guy constantly, but he scored a goal the other day. I'm on this guy because when we watched him play, he had. 20 passes and completed zero of them. <laughs> Tell you, man, you keep keep calling him out. He's going to come at you. He's going to come find That's you. Fine. Look, Chris Donovan came over and, and you know, shout out to Chris Donovan, too. Because um, after the game, he came over and literally um, there's a bunch of kids from his like high school or cl- former club he played. in. you know, he's from the Philadelphia area. And he signed autographs, took pictures with him. So shout out to him for that. Corey Burton come up these things. He, he can come up. I'm not scared of Corey Burke. He's tall, but I'm not scared of Corey Burke. Let's say this. Dude, you got to score more goals. <laughs> like, right. It's just plain and simple like that. I'm not a goal scorer, but I guarantee you if the players that were playing the passes on that field were passing me the ball, I could score more goals than Corey, Corey Burke. All right. <laughs> I'm, if, like, dude, Kai Wagner sends in some great crosses and takes some great corner kicks. Especially because I sit right on one of the corners. I'm short, but I could definitely score one of those goals by jumping. Especially if we the next time they play DC United, he should have had a hat trick against DC United. They were their, their keeper was bad. That that I'm you you keep doing you keep digging whatever you want to dig, man. That's fine. And the fact that DC United <laughs> played in a three five two, which is getting cooked in a three five two, it didn't. They just, all they did was sub their center backs off. And stuck with that three five two. I was like, dude, you guys got it. Like, you guys still play with three? You didn't make it a five three two. All right, my player of the match goes out to the diamonds. Uh, just for having a great season. Just in general, just good, good fun, good times, great season. Um, all right, on this day in soccer history, uh, July fifteenth, twenty eighteen, World Cup final, France. There you go. France uh, beats Croatia uh, four to two and probably what's one of the more like one-sided finals in a long time. Uh, I think the whole world cup was one-sided with the way that uh, the France played. I mean, like you got to remember their bet, like, and this is at a time when you could only make three subs. Like, could you imagine if you go back to 2018 world cup, they can make five subs, like the firepower they're bringing off that bench. Yeah. Like that is like there are three forwards. You could bring in three forwards off the bench, depending on who they started, that could be equal to the three that they started. Yeah. No, I mean definitely it was, yeah, they were they were very good. In that and they're still very good. Like you gotta think about it. You had Mbappe, mm-hmm. Dembele, mm-hmm. Benzema, Griezmann, Kingsley Coman. I'm probably missing somebody. Uh, Conte. Well, I'm talking about forwards. Oh, you're talking about forwards. Mm. I'm probably missing somebody, right? Uh, did you put Benzema in there? Yeah. Big Benz. Big Benz, Mbappe, Griezmann. 
Uh, Giroud come on. Come on. And Giroud. And Giroud. Yeah. So out of those six, we're like four of them are nines, or three of them are nines that are battling for each other. I mean, Griezmann could play on the wing. Anthony Martial. And Martial. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you could say, all right, Martial definitely probably the weakest out of all of them. Yeah. What do you, what well, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, Giroud is also getting up there in age. And Giroud, I'm bringing in at the end of the game anyway. Yeah. Mbappe, I got to start or else, you know, the French fans are going to burn down the president's house. <laughs> if I don't start Mbappe, they're burning, they're burning stuff down. That's funny. But it's like, who do I, who else do I put up there? Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, right now it's going to be Ben's Mbappe. And then, oof. Oof. Yeah, I don't know who that third spot is at this point. Yeah, I mean, you could say Dembele, right? But then you could also say, hey, come on. Yeah. And then you got Griezmann off the bench. Yeah, it's hard. Like, it's just hard yeah. to figure out who you want to put out there. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was uh, four years ago. Four years ago. July 15th, uh, 2018. All right, fair play of the week. Uh, my fair play of the week this week goes out to Mike Barr. Um, so Mike Barr. Mike Barr, yeah. So Mike Barr had a had an article on Soccer America uh, that was done about him, about how he's kind of taking a step back uh, from coaching a little bit. And kind of gave a give a uh, an overview of his of his life and his, some, some some thoughts. It was it was a really interesting article. Uh, I'd encourage everybody to check it out. Uh, it's on Soccer America. Um, but yeah, it, Mike Barr is my my favorite player of the week. A guy that's very very much understands the reasoning for youth soccer. So yeah, that's my favorite player of the week. Who's yours? Fair play of the week's going out to the custodian from Odessa for getting us that Gator. <laughs> you know, fair play of the week goes out to someone that was having a hard time and helped you out in the soccer world well the first three home games we had a hard time getting all that stuff out of cars and to the bench yeah. we took multiple trips the last one not so much and this guy got us a gator we made it in one trip baby <laughs> <laughs> that was good stuff yeah yeah well. did, did we have a hard time absolutely did he make my time a lot easier absolutely yeah even though I had a hard time figuring out that you had to just floor the gator. Yeah, yeah, you got to push the gas, man. Um, all right. Well, uh, make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram at de soccer podcast at the soccer podcast. Make sure you check out all the registrations at DelawareUnion.com. And thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.